This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Do it for Darren. Yes, it's the warm-up episode 129. It's your host, Brady Frost. And for probably the last time before Christmas, Tom, I've not actually asked you this till we start recording. Um, I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw. Tom, how are you doing? I'm not bad, mate. How are you? You all right? Keeping well? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, Christmas fever is sweeping me off my feet. Uh, And we're not alone here because we're joined by BBC West Yorkshire Sports' Louis Reynolds. Louis, welcome back. Good Good evening, guys. Thanks for having me again. No, thanks for um, putting up with our nonsense so much that you're happy to come on (laughs) a second time. (laughs) Very much appreciated. Um, So, chaps, we were talking about this before we were recording. A lot of draws. I think Town have got 10 draws. It's the most in the league at the moment. So, not... Not the most exciting time to be previewing a game, so we'll we'll get into it because we've got some juicy questions this week. So uh, I'll set the scene. So Town travelled to the home of Col- uh, Colman's Mustard and the location where I once smoked a cigar outside Carrow Road for a stag do, which I hated. Um, that's I just thought I'd share that with you all and the listeners. But um, let's talk about Norwich, shall we? They're 10th in the table and there's some lovely symmetry to them. So they've won nine, they've lost nine, four draws in there, scored 39, conceded 39. Um, so yeah, they're also the team that beat us under four uh, 0 under Darren Moore. Sorry, I should say Neil Warnock because obviously Neil Warnock never had any bad results. Oh, he's being cheeky already. Um, David Wagner side, they've lost just once in the last six league games. So um, yeah, on a bit of a, a bit of a run. Like, it seems like poor David might have lost his job, but I think he seems to have turned the tide for now. Anyway, um, Tom, any immediate thoughts on this fixture? Um. I think there's a chance to get a point or three, to be honest, Brady. Um, I think it's a very kind of defensive Wagner setup set from what, what I've seen. Um, he's kind of, I think he had a bit of a panic when things started to go the wrong way for him. And I think we saw a bit of that at town when that second season in the Prem, where it all became very defensive. We didn't really see the kind of Gengam pressing that we, we know and love from him um, and it didn't work out for him but thanked, thankfully for him because we all love him don't we it seems to be um, 
turning the tide a bit for Norwich. But I do think there are opportunities against this Norwich team at the moment to at least get a draw away from home, which is never a bad result for me. No, no, good point. And and Louis, obviously, you mentioned to us before we recorded, you're going to be uh, going down to this game. So how are you kind of feeling about this one from the town perspective? I mean, first and foremost, for me, it's ticking a new ground off the list, uh, which is always exciting. But I don't know, I think I'm with Tom there. It's a good opportunity to get at least a point. I was just having a quick skim of their recent results. It's only two clean sheets in the last 10, 11 games. And yeah, you say that they are inconsistent. You're reading out the wins, the draws, the goals scored and the goals against. You, you don't really know what you're going to get with Norwich, do you? So you look at, look, everyone wants to win games, don't you? But the last three on the road, the win at Sunderland and the draws down at Swansea and Millwall, I don't see why Town shouldn't go into this game thinking this is a team we can maybe get something out. I'm, I I know a Norwich fan and and he said for the last few weeks, you just don't know what you're going to get with Norwich. You know, they had that awful defeat against Blackburn at home. They were 2-0 up at Watford, weren't they? And ended up losing. Uh, one of their clean sheets came against QPR and, and QPR are in trouble, aren't they, this season? But saying that, they put in quite a good performance against Ipswich, who were one of the teams running away with it this season. But I take that away from and the fact that Norwich... I wouldn't say leaking goals, but they don't keep a lot of clean sheets. It can certainly give Town some confidence to go there and keep up that unbeaten run away from home. And I know people don't really like saying unbeaten runs when a lot of them are draws, but they are doing well well on the road at the moment. You know, going to Millwall and Swansea and getting points there, it's always a good thing, isn't it? Mm, definitely, and you both have kind of touched on it. And this was a this was a stat I saw um, from Stephen Chicken's We Are Terriers uh, kind of summary. I think it was yesterday, but interestingly, Norwich, they've conceded um, the most goals in the league apart from Rotherham. So it just kind of shows you, you've both touched on there, that they can be got at. I know we didn't see, see that in the reverse fixture when it was 4-0. Um, I was I was there at that game and it was just it was just one of them where it just got away from us. And yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you and Louis, you touched on it there. You know, yeah, it's draws, but I suppose draws highlight that you're being competitive and there's not much in it. So, you know, we've talked about it to death, me and Tom, but the lack of quality up front has, has, has hampered us. And But it shows that we can still give people a game. Maybe we're just lacking that cutting edge at times. But, you know, you, as you both kind of touched on, you know, two draws and a, a win in your last three away games, it's not to be sniffed at at all. So... Yeah, Tom. I mean, is, is was there was there anyone who caught your eye in this one? I think there's there's one man. There's um, a few in there, but I mean, I, there's a couple actually, Brady. I mean, I think the one that we're all going to talk about with their top scorer, um, Jonathan Rowe, who did he get two against us in the the home fixture? Mm. Um, scored two on the weekend against Ipswich. Um, he's really good. I think Jack Stacey's performing pretty well at the moment for him at right back. And um, is it Sions? Sions has come into the team um, quite recently, a left winger. He's, he's going to be quite handy. Um, but so I, I went I went behind M and N enemy lines a little bit, Brady, and listened to one of their podcasts. And, um, they they had um, a very interesting stat that they threw out um, about their kind of. XG at the moment, and I, I mean, I'm never into this kind of stuff, or oh, XG that, XG this. I mean, you score goals, you score goals. But they're, they're saying that they're performing kind of compared to the amount of goals that the XG is saying they're getting, they're performing way above it. And it's one of those, mm. it's like they're thinking maybe they're due a game where 
these chances aren't going to go in. They're just being very clinical at the moment, especially Rowe. And I think on the weekend, maybe he only had three three chances and got the two goals. So it's one of those, isn't it? I think, I think we said it. Um, I mean, we seem to say it against a lot of teams. If you can keep certain players quiet, then you you hope for coming away with a, a decent performance. Um, but th there's, there's some quality in that team. But um, compared to when you look at Norwich teams of the past, um, yeah, you can see why they're maybe struggling a bit. It's not, it's not as um, brilliant as what they've had in the past, really. So there's, there's chances for Town here, I think. There certainly is, and I just that was the start I wanted to highlight about John Ferrer. I think it was um, the Canary Cast, the kind of opposite of us for Norwich, if you like. Um, he's twenty games this season in the league, ten goals and one assist, and create twenty two chances. That is uh, the definition. I'm going to say, if you look it in the dictionary, that is the definition of a breakout season for me. Um, <laughs> unreal and one to keep quiet for sure. I mean, Louis, who are you? Obviously, I'm sure you've done your notes a little bit, or you know, you're doing them. Don't want to put on you on the spot. But, uh, <laughs> Anyone who kind of caught your eye from from the Canary? I like I is it Idar up top? I need to mm. check that pronunciation out. Um, I think he's always looked lively. He's someone that again, when when I've spoken to people who support the club, Josh Sargent's been a big miss since he's been mm -hmm. out, and he's stepped into that fold. And I actually think the one to watch, actually, maybe in a game like this, Town going there is someone like Ashley Barnes with that experience because mm. we know what we've seen from town recently in recent weeks. They will go away from home. They'll frustrate the opposition, stay in the game like they did at Millwall. Someone like an Ashley Barnes, how old must he be now? About 35, 36? Mm. He strikes me as someone who have a bit of nous to know how to deal with that kind of game plan. So, you know, they, they still have, I agree with you, Tom, it's not like the Norwich team from three, four, five years ago where... You know, it was a dead cert. They would win the championship in October. Um, but I'd say Barnes and Ida are definitely. And even some of the centre-halves. I know Kenny McLean and, che and uh, Duffy have chipped in with the goals in recent weeks, haven't they? But they still just strike me. You just don't know what they're going to get. They've, Like I said, they've led a few times in games this season, gone on to lose. Um, flip side of that, they were 2-1 down at Cardiff, weren't they? And won that game 3-2. So it's, it's really hard to tell. What I would say is, and again, I go back to the, the person I was referring to. They've been down to Carrow Road a couple of times. And the guy at the BBC Radio Leeds who covered the Leeds game there as well, as soon as things start to feel they're not going right for Norwich, the crowd are starting to turn a bit quickly this season. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that's the David Wagner's running out of a bit of love there or a bit of credit in the bank is slowly going for him. So it depends, doesn't it? You know, if Town get on the front foot, take the lead or, or pull Norwich back, if they have to equalise, that, that could work in their favour. Mm, no, absolutely. Really, really good point. And I'm sure, unfortunately, we know as Town fans what it's like when you're not, the, you know, you're not <laughs> fond of the manager and the crowd can turn. Um, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the pod. Because, um, Tom, you, it's time for the fan phoning. So who did you chat to for this one? Um, I had a, a lovely chat again with um, Adam from the Pinken. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see what his thoughts are at this time of the year because um, when they were facing us earlier in the season, there was talk of them pushing for the playoffs and promotion. So, yeah, let's see how the mood is now amongst the Norwich fans. Hello. This is Tom Bradshaw, and you're listening to the Fan Phone-In. Hello, caller. Tell us about your team.
Hello Huddersfield fans, Adam Harvey here from the Pinkin. Uh, I've been asked to give you a little bit of a rundown on a few things Norwich City related. Um, first and foremost, how we've been getting on since the return fixture at the John Smith Stadium. Um, bit of a roller coaster, to be honest, up and down. Had a really, really bad spell kind of around the October period. Uh, got battered 6-2 at Plymouth. Uh, pretty poor sort of defeats at home to the likes of Leeds where we were 2-0 up and crumbled to, to concede three. Uh, things have picked up a little bit though in in recent weeks, which is what David Wagner needed for his Norwich City future. And moving forwards, um, a really big point last week as well against our rivals at Switch Town, 14 years unbeaten uh, against them, which is a run we're pretty proud of. Uh, victories as well against the likes of Bristol City, QPR, um, Preston, we got a point against uh, in the week before as well. So things are slowly starting to turn and maybe the fans are a little bit more back on board with... David Wagner and um, willing to give him a little bit more time, particularly after after last week's result. Um, on David Wagner and what the mood's like around him. Yes, I think that there's still kind of a few question marks around his credentials from Norwich fans. Uh, our sporting director or former sporting director now, Stuart Webber's departed, who of course brought him to the football club, worked with him at Huddersfield, of course, which you'll all be aware of. Um, we've had a new sporting director arrive in, in Ben Napper from Arsenal, He's kind of outlined his vision for football, which I don't necessarily think aligns with David Wagner and, and his sort of style of play, but that's maybe a bigger issue for, for the long term. I think at the moment, Norwich uh, probably need a bit more continuity um, and David Wagner sort of brings that and particularly given the results he's picked up in recent weeks, we're now only five points outside the playoffs again with a really big Christmas period ahead, playing a lot of the teams that are sort of in and around us with, with Josh Sargent, our sort of main striker coming back from injury, hopefully in the next week or two as well. So things are maybe looking upwards now rather rather than down, which is something we couldn't have said uh, a few weeks back. Um, in terms of informed players, I think there's a few. Um, the man who got two last week against Ipswich, Jonathan Rowe, has come back from injury. Already in double figures for, for goals in the Championship this season, for which for a, a player who's sort of only made his breakthrough properly this season and is sort of playing regularly in a... A team that's been pretty poor at points, you know, that's a pretty pretty impressive record for him. Um, Gabriel Sara, who's the Brazilian midfielder, kind of getting back to his best after a little bit of a, a dip in form, I'd say, in, in recent weeks. Um, yeah, the creativity and the ability to find a pass is, you know, he's, he's a special player who's going to only really go to the top, whether that's with Norwich in the Premier League or, or another team, probably more likely the latter there. But, you know, we, we can all live in hope that... Um, but that's not the case. Uh, the other one, probably Angus Gunn, to be honest, he's pretty crucial for Norwich in terms of shot stopping and goal. They had a he was injured for quite a sustained period, and and George Long, the backup goalkeeper, lots of errors I'd say that led to goals that maybe if we'd have had Angus Gunn in goal probably wouldn't have happened, and and maybe the points we'd have needed or made up there would have had us in around the playoffs at the moment in what's of course a a pretty tight championship. Um, so they're probably the main players to look out for. I think Josh Sargent's on the periphery of being back, of course, got injured against Huddersfield uh, earlier in the season. And I think he scored in that game, didn't he, before the for the injury. So he's certainly a player. If he, if he is involved in any form on Saturday, then uh, another one to look out for. Um, in terms of pubs for, for town fans visiting Norwich, um, there's a few, to be fair, if you venture into the city centre. I think there's a statistic there's uh, a pub for every day of the, the year in Norwich and a church for every week, which is uh, an interesting statistic. I don't know how true that is now with kind of the the economy, which I'm not going to get into. But uh, yeah, lots of really nice ones in and around the city centre, which will be welcoming to away fans. If you're coming off, off the train, I think there's uh, the Coach and Horses, 
wing up to the Fat Cat Canary, both would be accepting of away fans. And Waterfront, which is kind of a music venue, that's typically the away pub uh, that's open. So if any town fans sort of want to gather all together, that, that's probably the best place to go. Um, and then finally, score prediction. Uh, I think just based on Norwich's recent like sort of results, I suppose, maybe not so much the performances, but the results have been good. Huddersfield, of course, struggling a little bit still, um, just above the relegation zone. I think I'd have to bat Norwich to win on on Saturday again and keep this pretty good run going. Uh, go with a, a home win, three one. Um, yeah, Jonathan Rowe to grab another one. Uh, let's go with Ashley Barnes. I think he scored it in the reverse game, and uh, we'll go with Gabriel Sara as well to to grab a goal. So, thanks for having me on the show. Um, wish wish Huddersfield Town all the best of luck for the rest of the season. Of course, after Saturday's game. And there we go. Cheers, Adam. Buoyant. Yeah, not as buoyant as he was earlier in the season, but <laughs> fair enough. Still above us, mate. Um, okay, it's time for, for Kwame's question, chaps. A few things, the things change, but also a lot of things are still the same. It's really hard as someone who tries to think of these questions in between them doing random things like washing up or whatever, um, <laughs> and to be positive. So uh, <laughs> they've all been a bit negative recently. I will try and think in the new year about some positive stuff. But the question we asked you guys was, if Huddersfield Tanner in the bottom for at Christmas, do you think I'll stay up? Um, so I'm going to read the listeners' responses as per, and then I'll ask you chaps, and I'll put my own two cents in there as well. So, Nate Oscar, he says, many variables to mull over to give a definitive answer. Yep, fair enough. Manager situation, January transfer window, results, hoping Darren, uh, hoping David Wagner forgets his green and yellow and his blue and white tainted heart. Give us an early Christmas gift. Yep, he's certainly hoping. Uh, and it's an amalgamation of too many years facing the barrel head on, which doesn't help either. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty fair. Uh, Marco says, it all depends on the window and if Kev trusts Darren Moore. A look at Danny Rowe at Wednesday. He's inspired a poor team and now they look a threat. We haven't seen that impact here yet. The club needs togetherness and we don't have that as we did under Neil. The manager is a massive part of that. Interesting one. And finally, from, from the listener's suggestion, thanks to everyone who sent them in. Uh, HTFC Dads says, um, for a bit of contrast, I've gone, you'll probably notice here, one fair, one this. HTFC Dads says, moment Darren Moore was appointed, I'd say we'd be rock bottom by Christmas. So I'm not far off, but no January transfer is going to help us with the tactics we have. So that's what we call variety. Uh, in the podcast game, uh, <laughs> Louis, I suppose you're you're an invested neutral like, like ourselves. Um, me and Tom are, you know, we let's say we, you know, our emotions get the better of us sometimes, like listeners. But do you think Tan will stay up if they're in the bottom three? Because it could happen this weekend, unfortunately. I'm still going to say yes. Now, I I remember the podcast we did prior to the Plymouth game and. I, you know me, I'm very optimistic when it comes to this. I Let's see where we're at on the 31st of January. I, I think we're in this situation. We are going to get to January. So let's see what Darren Moore does. Let's see how quickly it'll take. I know we're going to come on to what Kevin Nagel's had to say. Let's see if that comes into fruition. The reason I'm saying that, and I've just got the fixtures up here, if you look at those teams around town at the moment, your Birmingham, your Swansea's, your Millwalls, um, QPR, um, Rotherham, so QPR, Rotherham away, they've got a lot of favourable home games at the turn of the year. Plymouth are in there to come to the John Smiths. Coventry City are also there to come to the John Smiths. A few new additions, a couple of players coming back. There are some really favourable home games for Huddersfield Town to go and get points. 
Um, they've still got to go to Stoke. They've still, as I say, Rotherham, QPR, Sheffield Wednesday have to come to the John Smith Stadium. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna nail my colours to the mast and still say yes. I think, as I said at the start of the season, although it's by no means the best Huddersfield Town squad we've ever seen, they are still they proved last season. And yes, Neil Warnock played a massive part in that. They are still good enough to stay in the division. And I think with some of those home games plus the trans. January transfer window, that's a massive opportunity. So I'm going to lean on the optimism side and say yes. Now, I know people might pin this and come back at me at the end of the season, but I don't think that'll be the case. I certainly hope it don't. It shouldn't be the case. Later. And there'll be, a nice cup, there'll be a nice cup win at Man City in the middle of that, just to, you know, give the season some momentum. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you want a team who's, who's out of form. Man City at the moment. <laughs> I can just picture a Matty Pearson header. Uh, oh. that. Tom, what about you? Um, are you are you worried or are you kind of like Louis? Like we kind of know what the situation is, and they said they're going to do something about it. So does that help? Yeah, I think the worrying the worrying thing for me is um, someone mentioned it, didn't they? In the the replies, there was the um, I don't. Like, look at Wednesday, when the guys come in at Wednesday and you've kind of seen, they've seen a massive change. You kind of hinted it at the start, Brady, about Warnock was, was Warnock's stuff. Was, Warnock lost games as well. I don't know whether we haven't seen a massive change or kind of no one's thought Darren Moore's brought anything different because is he doing similar-ish tactics to Warnock? Because he put loads of stats in the group the other night where... We, the one thing we did have with Warnock was a lot more touches in the in our in the opposition box, whereas under Darren Moore it is very low at the moment, which is very worrying. Um, I I don't think uh, it's one. I think if he gets free, I think it's free players that we need. I think we need a, a an attacker, a striker, someone in the middle. Who kind of helps out Rudoni or is a Rudoni equivalent? Because you can't just rely on Rudoni to be our only attacking option in the middle, um, and then maybe a fullback. And I, I think he should be able to get something out of that team. It's it's so difficult, isn't it? You look at what is it? Fifteen games, fifteen games he's had. Hmm. He's lost four or five. You put me on the spot here, Tom. Four it's, it's it's four or five, Brad. It's four. He's lost four or five games, and then the rest are basically draws and thrown in a couple he's, of wins. He's lost. He's lost five. He's lost five. Right. Lost five. Is it one, two, and then the rest are draws? So eight draws or something. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of like fucking hell. It's you're on a knife edge there, aren't you? I mean, it could be, it's going to be very interesting. I think we're either going to go one way. These draws are going to turn into losing or they're going to, something's just going to click and those draws will start picking up wins and everything will be okay. Um, I I don't think it makes much of a difference if we're in the bottom three at Christmas now because of how tight that table is. If we're in the bot, if we're in the, if we're twenty second, twenty third, for me it'd be a miracle. I think Rotherham are starting to drift away. They're they're looking gone, unfortunately for Rotherham. Looks like Wednesday are on a bit of a push, but you never know with that. What goes on there? I mean, owner could throw a spanner in the work again, kind of thing. 
Um, Q, QPR are going to get out of it because we all said it's that QPR squad is good enough to be mid-table at least in this league. So, but then, I mean, Luzo said, you look at those teams above, we've got to play a lot of them at home. It's already really tight. Um, I I don't think it is the worst case and worst end of the world if we're in the bottom three um, by the by Christmas, Brady, no. Um, and I think we could get out of it if the right people come in and if it's kind of they come in to work to a Darren Moore system that I still question, have I seen it yet? Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Um, I mean, call me a happy copper, but I think I'd, I've not seen loads from Darren Moore, but I think for many reasons we've talked about on this podcast, it's, it's hard to judge. Like He's had a, an injury crisis that Neil Warnock didn't have. It's still a squad that, you know, needed people in the summer that weren't signed. He also hasn't had a window. Um, I think that's the thing. He's not brought in any of his own um, players. And I think, you know, I'm no analyst. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not Stephen Chicken. Uh, nor would I, you know, could I be, even if I tried. Um, but I think you can look at some stuff and like, yes, is it just body language and stuff like that? But I think what's important for me is I think you've seen players who are really playing for the manager. I think the clearest example you can point to is Silver Thomas. You know, he's put a shift in, in a way. Yes, he's not maybe contributing all the time as he would in that Carlos Corbran season. But in terms of his all-round game and his level of effort, I think he's the player you can point to that he's really playing for the manager. And I I know the criticism of Darren Moore was, oh, well, he's a really nice guy, but... And David Hardrick talked about that when we had him on um, on one of the previous shows recently. And I just... I still don't feel like I've seen, I've seen enough, but I think there's loads of caveats that you can say for that. And you, you touched on it there, Tom. You know, there's a lot of draws in there. I think, you know, from the sounds of it, and we'll come on to the Kevin Nagel stuff after the break, but... I, I just think if you get two free quality players in there, I think you can, you know, that can turn those draws into wins. And, you know, I know there is a lot of draws in there, but if that's suddenly, you know, we say this all the time in the championship, but if you put three wins together, you can go up like eight places in the table. And as you say, it's so tight. And there's, you know, it depends if you're how you want to spin it. Yes, the teams behind us are, are catching up, but also Plymouth are on one, you know, teams are dropping down. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Um, so yeah, it's hard to say, but I, I think he deserves the window at the very least. I know Tom's trying to leave because he's he's had enough. Of it, but, um, I, I, for me, he, he deserves a window to kind of um, to to see. And I know it's probably, unfortunately, because of the circumstances, probably one of the biggest windows Town have had in a very very long time. Um, but I, I don't I don't think they'll mess it up, and I think that's purely as I've said quite a few times because they can't. They really can't afford to. Yeah. I, th- I think on some of those draws as well, Brady, and, you know, eight, eight draws, obviously we'd rather four of them be wins and only four be draws. And, you know, we, we all know that and we all we all want to win football matches. But, you know, Coventry away, Millwall away, they were two late equalisers. It, it shows the team are, are really going for it, doesn't it? Still going for it, you know, not just lying down. Um, Ipswich at home, Huddersfield Town were really good that day. And it's mm. just a shame that Ipswich are having the season of their lives that, you know, they they found that equalising goal. Look, we've got a right off Birmingham away, Leeds away, Cardiff at home. Absolutely Preston at home. Um, 
But, you know, are some of these draws bad? Southampton, we know they're in great form. Swansea obviously down there at the moment, so a point down there. And as we come back to Millwall, you know, a, a late equaliser. Of course, as I say, it would be ideal, wouldn't it? If Well, it would be ideal of all of the wins, let's be honest. Um, but they're, they're draws that in any other season, if, if there are a few more wins on the board and the defeats haven't been as bad, Cardiff, Leeds, Preston at home, Birmingham away, you would think, actually, they're pretty decent points. Um, you know, so maybe Bristol City at home, you think, you know, you've taken the lead. Let's let's try and hold on to that double the lead. And I get the frustrations and I get everyone's entitled to those frustrations. But I think if you just put those draws in any other season, they actually look like quite good points. I don't know if you guys feel the same. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if you, you feel about this, uh, how you feel about this, Tom, but I think if, the thing is for me, I, I kind of get the draws. I think there's a lot of reasons. I think if if it were in March and Darren Moore's had, you know, a couple of months to work with his own players that he's brought in and they're still draws, I think that's maybe when it's more of a problem for me. But I, I don't know, I think you can, I know it's not been particularly inspiring, but I do think it's circumstantial. Um, I think that's kind of more when I, be concerned if it's like, like you said, the games you've got coming up. I don't know, say, you know, I don't know, say Rotherham when we play away, like we draw one all, and it's just because in a similar situation, we're not, you know, we've not really got the firepower to, to take it. I think that's when I'd be more concerned. Whereas I think you're right, Louis, like, yeah, it's just it's just the circumstances at the moment. Uh, Tom, I, I've rambled for a bit there, but I, yeah, I don't know if you feel the same. No, I think like I think the the one positive for me is that um, I think Louis touched. I mean, I look at that table though, and that those four games where we shipped four goals: Leeds, Cardiff, and I can't remember who else it was. But that's that's a killer that because it's knocked our goal difference. So it's I mean, I think the has how tight it is this season. Goal difference is almost going to be a point this year. And I think that's why he ended up going. He's ended up going very defensive now, just so mm. that we can almost level out that goal difference to Christmas. Um, so I think I I, I kind of commend him for that. And maybe people will be like, "Oh yeah, but it's boring. It's crap." But Brady, you've touched on it. We've he's he has not been blessed with injuries or people being fit. I mean, Jack Redone has been a massive miss these last couple of months. Um, and we kind of saw that on Saturdays, and I don't even know if he's fully fit yet, but you could just see what you've been missing with him in that team. Um, so I think it's one of those, and he's just, I think we just got to try his best to keep his head above water now. And then, like you say, they've got to get it right. And um, for me, the, the only people who who you blame if they don't get it right. And if, if they bring in the right players and Darren Maud doesn't do it, I think, I think I'd like to think that we would know if they've brought in the right players. Do you know what I mean? You'd like yeah. to, you'd, when we, if we start signing people in January, we, we should be, town fans should be going, yeah, that is a good quality signing for the championship. That should really help us. So it's kind of like, if that doesn't happen, then the people to blame are the, the people who are above Darren Moore. Um, and I'm sure Darren Moore won't be sticking around if he doesn't have his um, the squad. I, mean, I, I like to think he knows that that's coming. So hopefully, yeah, we'll be mm. fine. Mm. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's uh, it's probably a good time for a break. So obviously, um, with it being the festive period, um, you, you know, it's a time to celebrate. And if if you are someone who likes to drink, don't forget Magic Rock always sponsor our episodes. You can get ten percent off any online orders that you do at MagicRockBrewing.com. Just use the code AHTC10 because I can never say it right, so I'm going to go for the double T in there, uh, and you'll see it on the ticker at the moment. So we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Kevin Nagel's recent tweet. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, okay. We are back. So um, we did a poll on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, or the Hell site, or you know Elon Musk's um, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we asked Town fans, um, "What are your thoughts on Kevin Nagel's Twitter post about the transfer window last week?" Um, so we gave you a few options, uh, and I'm going to read them out. So 37% of you said we're, you're encouraged by it. It seems like he's on it. 10% were not confident he'll sort it. 51% needs action not words and two percent other um just some of the comments um liam Rosinski, he says i hope we're still above the relegation zone come january if not the focus will be on building a competitive league league one squad or giving it all to keeping the championship um william Livesey says he'll be he said he'll be boots on the ground in january we have 12 points still to play for by the end of the year my main concern is we may be cut adrift by january january 1st at which time it will be too late um, and HDAFC Dream said, I think Kev will struggle with the premium required in January for the players if in the summer the club struggled to sign players in competition from other clubs. Um, yeah, lads, it was a long one. I'm not going to read it on the podcast because people can, can read it. Um, I did get jokes about uh, people saying it, it seemed like a, a drill sergeant. You know, and we, we love a... We love a war analogy in football, so uh, I'll, I'll leave people to read that. But um, yeah, Louis, Louis what, we, what are your thoughts on that? Um, <laughs> I'm always conflicted. I'm always on the fence with, with owners who do this kind of thing on Twitter because I totally understand why some people love it and I can also understand why some people hate it. I think the crux of it is, as we said earlier in the pod, let's see where they are on the 31st of Jan. Like, I've, I've got it in front of me now and... You know, the, the bit that sticks out that people will be hoping come true is about the transfer window where he says, I'll be there for the entirety of the window, we'll be strategic, surgical and aggressive in trying to bring in the talent we need. Now, if we get to that 31st of January and there's three, four, five signings that have come in and we're all like, you know what, they're really, as you say, really good, solid championship signings, then fair enough. I think... 
I think it's a case you do just have to sit and wait. I mean, it's it's all well and good with all due respect to them saying that, but it's like any walk of life, isn't it? You've got to back it up. Um, you know, it sounds exciting, and and you know, it's a it's a, it's a big thing for him to say. And I think he's since he's come into the football club, he has come across as very personable, and he's come across as being willing to take responsibility when things might not go that well. So. You know, if he gets it right, this transfer window, he should be credited to that. I think I think the one thing when it comes to this kind of situation is if, if he doesn't get it right, there's always a tweet, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And that's just when you think, oh, should he be a little bit more careful? But look, it sounds promising. And at the end of the day, you know, he's got a club over in the States, hasn't he? He's taken over Huddersfield Town. And I know some will look at the run of results since Darren Moore came in albeit with all the draws and some might think well it's not going to plan and that trust might have faded a little bit but until we get to February and we know what Darren Moore has at his disposal all we can do is take his word for it and just hope it it comes to fruition. Mm. No it's it's a it's a really good point I mean Tom Tom what are your thoughts on it I know um, as we always make our WhatsApp group sound a lot more exciting than it actually is. Um, there's been a lot of chat about it in our tenor communication channel, as uh, Cosy always likes to call it. Mm, I don't. It's like, it's one of those. I don't know. I don't know what people want. You mo- they moan if he. So he didn't tweet for ages. People were moaning. Oh, where are you? Where this? Where are you? This that. He tweets. People moan saying, "Why don't you just? <laughs> why don't you do something rather than just tweet about it?" But it's, I mean, I don't think you can win. You can never win with everyone, right? All I can say and what I, I kind of commend him for and I, or his team or whatever so far is they are trying stuff around the stadium. They, they are trying to improve uh, the stadium atmosphere, the, the match day experience, um, which is one thing that they could do in this space of time. Um and the kind of positive I take from that is if they're if they're keen to try and do that early, I really hope in January that for once for town they get some January business out of the way in the first couple of weeks rather than the last week. That's like the last few seasons when we've been struggling to in come January, it's like, oh yeah, we we end up signing someone on like the last couple of days. Let's get business done early for once and get those bodies in now. Um, and I, I think he seems like he's, he's he's talking a good talk in that tweet, in it. And um, the kind of positive that I take is the stuff he's done so far um, around the stadium that we don't own, do we? So obviously there'll be hurdles to jump that around things like that as well. So um, that's I, I'm I'm kind of confident that he will deliver in January, and we will see some bodies coming in. Mm. Yeah, I think I think the things that stood out to me, which was like, he was just saying, to be frank, we're not currently holding up our end of the bargain. I think, you know, I, I kind of agree with you, Tom, like people moan, can moan, you know, quite rightly about stuff. You know, not everything has been smooth sailing. We talked about maybe not so much the appointment of Darren Moore, but maybe the timing wasn't the best, but it's... I'm kind of with you, Louis. I think it like you look at other owners and you're like, mm, owners who are vocal on Twitter, that's not always the best. But I, I kind of, I, I kind of like it. I think you know, 
say what you like, but I always think of Sean Jarvis when we weren't doing so well. Uh, it was nice to have a voice within the club, like, you know, not coming out to bat for it, but I think just like for having someone who's there and is aware and is kind of communicating, I see this. Like, I do think there's a lot to be said. Yeah. I think the struggles yeah. Nagel's got, and we've talked about this quite a lot, is we've had loads of owners to do this in the past. And I think that's why, you know, in our poll, we've got, we need action because it is just, you know, it's not Nagel's fault. It's not Darren Moore's fault. But unfortunately, Town have been a club for quite a few seasons now where they're in relegation battles and they do because of budgets and what they've got to work with and, you know, maybe um, taking things for granted. They do leave stuff to the last minute. They do pay one of the cheaper wages in the division and, and that's all fine. But I think it's just... It's not always exciting. And I agree with you, Tom. And I, I think, unfortunately, we probably are going to have to be patient in the window because particularly if town need to get those loan signings, clubs kind of decide in the last few days whether they can go out on loan. But it, despite all the negativity I think we have seen with some of the stuff, I'm still convinced that it won't actually take much for, for town to, you know, I'm not saying they'll suddenly go for a playoff push, but I think those two free quality additions, you know, you could be, Kind of fifteenth, sixteenth, because um, it's a bit of a bit of a fight down there, and you know, mm-hmm. be nice to see that. And uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be a five million pound player that we're dropping, but yeah, just um, yeah, just just proven championship players. Really, I, I I don't think you even need like you know someone ridiculous or or someone who's banging the goals in in League One. Like again, you know. Um, Johnson Clark Harris, I'm not saying I necessarily want him, but he was linked and like, yeah, maybe, you know, his contract's running down. Maybe you pay a million, even though he'd be out of contract or whatever in the summer. And, you know, Freddy, yeah. Fred, haven't we got League One's second top goal scorer actually technically on our books? <laughs> we do, we do. But, um, yeah, it's a good point. But uh, as, as I always say with this, mate, I remember that guy who tweeted us saying, well, Mag- Martin Waggon scoring goals in League One, do you want him back? And you know what the sad thing is? I probably would have him back at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Louis, Louis, you've had our rant. I mean, yeah, just I suppose anything you want to add before we kind of get on to our predictions there? I think, I think you're right in terms of even if it was, you know, Clark Harris, who you mentioned, it doesn't have to be him, but it's almost like, Okay, he's in form. We're paying a fee. It just gets the fans excited, doesn't it? I think you're right with previous owners and previous windows and previous seasons. It's, it's almost like, well, suppose we're at a festive time of year, like once bit and twice shy and all of that. You're a little bit hesitant, aren't you? I think what what I would say lastly on Nagel's tweet, he's he's very good, isn't he? He takes responsibility when he sees people are frustrated and he communicates that. Now again. We'll, we'll know that'll be put into action either by the end of January or when we get to May and we know where town have ended up. And and that's why, unfortunately, like we're all the same as football fans, isn't it? At, at times, it is hard to be patient because at the end of the day, we want to see the clubs we love win games and be successful. That's what it's all about. But at the same time, until we get to that January window, it is just a case of almost... I don't want to say taking his word for it because I understand why people won't, but taking it on face value and just hoping and seeing really. And, and you know, I think I think you're spot on this transfer window. If they could just get one or two deals that are even just relatively exciting in those first few days of the transfer window, I think that will be a real, real good platform. And it will also just keep, you know, 
just keep a bit of goodwill there as well so they can see that the club are putting things in place to to get out of where they are at the moment. Mm, no, really good point. And I, I did check how many goals uh, Johnson Clark Harris has got this season. It's four. So forget I said that. Fraud. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, well, to be fair, I just always think of my Barnsley mate and I Devante Coles up there. And I don't know yeah. how. Um, that's how transfers work, uh, listeners. Uh, it's just a person, oh, an <laughs> uninformed person on the podcast shouting random transfer targets. Um, okay, then, chaps, let's go back to the Norwich game. Then score predictions. What what are we thinking for this one? Tom, oh, am I going first, Tom, or do you want to go, go? on, Louis? If you've got one, I ain't really got one. I mean, uh, go on, Louis. Go. On. I'm gonna go two one town. Norwich will take the lead. Town will equalise, the crowd will get on their backs and we'll have a lovely early Christmas present with a late Berg's or goal to send us all home happy. There we go. I'll, I'll pin my colours to the mast on that one. I, do, I just think Norwich, they, although they, you know, one defeat in six, they are very inconsistent. They leak goals. And from a couple of people I've heard, when things don't quite go their way this season, that home crowd can really get on them. And look, you know, people can say what they like about the draws, can't they? But three undefeated for town. It was a brilliant win at Sunderland. Let's forget that. I mean, Sunderland are most likely going to be in and around the playoff places, aren't they, come the end of the season? So, and I think, I think although Darren Moore will be wanting to get that third win under his belt, you go to Carrow Road, the pressure is really on Norwich to, uh, to put on a bit of show for their home fans. So I think uh, town could be a bit of a coupon buster at the weekend. Mm, I like it. I like it. As the kids say, let's manifest that. Uh, <laughs> we'll manifest it. Tom, thoughts? I think another more draw for me. I think they they will score. So I'm going to go one all. Um, and I'll I'll say um, Jack Radoni come back and get a goal. But Louis right. I, I, I think they. I think a quite a large majority of their fan base gave up on Wagner about seven or eight games ago and then when Delia came out and basically had a go at them didn't she mm. um, that's not helped so there's a there's a bit of division amongst that fan base at the moment some people feel personally attacked because Delia coming out and having a go at them which is fair enough but um, I do think there's people who've uh, basically written poor David off and like Lou said if, if town if town take a lead or get back an equaliser then then the atmosphere will change very quickly there. And um, it, it's a chance. It is a chance, I think, for town. Frustrate them. Nil-nil half-time. Come on, Mo. Do you do do what he did away at Sunderland, basically. And, um, yeah, we'll be yeah. we'll be laughing, I think. But, yeah, one-all. My head says one-all. But I think there's a, there's a sneaky chance that town could get three points here. Nice, nice. It's not the first time Dealey's had a go at them. Um, not the most. <laughs> time, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I think uh, Darren Draw, as I've called him in my hilarious tweet uh, that no one had ever thought of before. I, I, I think one or I just I don't feel like we probably Maxwell in goal. You'd say because Nichols, you know, had that dizzy, but you know, depends. But yeah, I just uh, I'm kind of with you guys. It just feels like a very one-all game. Hopefully, David will, will do us a favour, and I, I think the pressure's on them. And let's be honest, we can stink out of place. And as an away team, that's actually you know a good thing to do. So I think um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for, for Lizzie, actually, to get a goal from set piece. I'm going to go for Tom Lees. That feels like a very 23rd of December Tom Lees. It gets a header <laughs> from a scruffy yeah. corner. Yeah. Um, and we will leave it there. So, yeah, this is um, this may be our last warm-up, but certainly not our last podcast before Christmas. So have a lovely festive break if you're all listening. Thanks to... Uh, Thanks to Louis for coming on. Tom, thanks for putting up with me in 2023 and uh, 2024. And uh, thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring the episode. So, yeah, have a great have a great time, whatever you're doing. And ta for now and up the town. So town we'll bring the car back to order. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, Nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.